You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hi folks and welcome to episode 77 of the Let's Talk Photography podcast. I'm your host Bart Bouchot and this is the show for February 2020. I am bringing you a pre-recorded interview I recorded a few weeks ago with photographer and podcaster Jeff Carlson from the Photoactive podcast. This is the next installment in what is hopefully going to be a long-running intermittent series on uh, basically photographers we love. So uh, inviting people on to evangelize a photographer who in some way speaks to them. Um, and Jeff chose White House photographer uh, Pete Souza to talk about. Uh, we had a really fun conversation. There's lots of links in the show notes. So without further ado, I'm just going to get stuck right in. So here is my pre-recorded interview with Jeff. Jeff, thank you very much for coming back on this pokey little podcast of mine. It is always a pleasure when you grace me with your presence. Oh, thank you so much for the invitation. Oh, thank you for saying yes. So you're, you're <laughs> guinea pig number the second um, of this series I'm hoping is going to be ongoing. Um, and you have chosen a photographer whom I knew about because of one of his famous clients. But it turns out he had more than one famous client and has been photographing for quite some time. So do you want to tell the listeners who you've chosen to evangelize? Yeah, yeah. So... Well, it's interesting that I should pick him, and maybe I'm just teasing too much, but I, I really shouldn't. Um, when you asked me about this, I was thinking, like, you know, what what photographers do I admire? And not necessarily because of of perhaps they have a similar shooting style to mine, but something that speaks differently to what I do or speaks to something like a style of photography that I would like to be better at. Hmm. And so the, the person I chose is very high profile. It's Pete Souza. Uh, he was the official white house photographer for, uh, Barack Obama. Um, all eight years that Obama was president. Um, he was the director of the white house photo office, which, is more than just, you know, him taking a picture. Mm. He, he ran the show. Um, but he was also the, um, actually, I'm not sure if he was like the official or, but he was like one of the official, uh, photographers for president Ronald Reagan in the white house, that's which I didn't change. know. Like, I mean, that's what, I, okay. Forgive my ignorance, but Reagan is, is he after Jimmy Carter? Um, uh, yes. Yeah. So, so early eighties, early eighties, um, you know, very Republican, um, Obama, of course, uh, very Democrat, uh, really sort of opposites in many ways in terms of their political ideologies and, um, and, and demeanor I'm actually and not, like and, oh, everything. Absolutely. Exactly. And part of that, I, I regret that I didn't look up a lot of like how he, came into being uh, with that job with, with Reagan because, you know, my introduction to Sousa was as Obama's photographer. And there are countless examples of, you know, great behind the scenes uh, pictures of Obama and his presidency. And well, I, Sousa introduced me to the very concept of a White House photographer because maybe I'm misremembering. Maybe, maybe I just, maybe I don't remember. I don't, believe there was any white house where we got to see such unstaged photos i'd never come across the concept of a photographer sort of wandering around behind the president until obama with with, with Sousa. yeah yeah well actually i think that there have been several over the years uh but they've had sort of varying levels of uh you know public involvement and varying levels of uh i guess visibility um yeah. a, a lot of it is done just for the, the historical record you know you want to know what happened during major events and and you know all, all their photos end up in the national archives like there's there's that side of it but i think obama really his administration really ran with the idea of 
using Sousa's photos as uh, you know, a way to humanize the office, mm. a way to, you know, sort of let people in on what was going on and and connect everybody with what happens at the highest levels of government, but in a human way. Because, you know, yeah. you think about government, you think about, uh, you know, meetings and, and you know, the, the, the room where it happens and all these sort of historic things. But at least for me, I've always thought of it as like, you know, the giant org chart. You have the president who does a bunch of things and the vice president who does a bunch of things. And you don't really think of like like what that must be like day to day. And I think one of Pete Sousa's gifts as a photographer, and that also extends to his Reagan days, was just being able to be in that room and be able to express, you know, human moments that make you think, okay, yes, clearly – I am not Barack Obama. I will never attain that 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 sort of uh, position of power and all of that. And yeah. yet, I can relate to what he's doing. I can relate to the days where it's obvious, like he's having a really bad day, or there are times when it's you know really celebratory, and you have you know these these big pageants and state dinners and like all the pomp and circumstance of it. And then you also have like these really quiet interactions with either his staff or, or with other people. So it seems that, that Obama really sort of took the, the idea of a white house photographer and elevated that. And I don't know how much of that is, is, you know, Pete Souza sort of, uh, you know, pushing the position higher or making it more visible, uh, some of it, I think, is social media. Um, right. I think because I think it was with the the uh, Obama administration where they they started like an official White House uh, Flickr account. Yeah, and I remember and that, that happening. I remember thinking, I'm seeing this in real time. This, the, 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 you know, it's not that he was president for eight years and then a book came out which has all these exactly. amazing photos. Exactly. And yeah. if people think they haven't seen Pete Seuss's work, they absolutely, absolutely have because that in like that absolutely iconic shot of uh, Obama, Clinton, uh, Biden, and more generals than I can shake a stick at, all <laughs> huddled around that table uh, down in the Situation Room when they uh, shot Bin Laden. That's yes. Pete Seuss. Right, right, and and it's funny. Also, not funny. Funny is not the right word. It's interesting. Also, that. Um, a lot of, of, of his approach to this was also not just, I'm going to take this picture, but in his Instagram account and in his book about Obama, um, you know, he, he talks about what's going on in some of those cases. And he points yeah. out that like in, in that photo, um, the, that was in like a side room off of the main situation room, if I'm remembering correctly. And you know, none of these rooms are very big. And so oh. it was basically Pete Sousa. He squeezed himself into a corner and stayed there. And really, like, there was nowhere for him to go. He just had to, like, sit there and and take photos. It's not like he was sort of freely wandering the room or, you know, had a lot of, of different choices. But obviously, because of, of him doing this every day for years and his previous experience doing it, you know, he has a really good sense of where to be, where, I mean, in, in that case, He has a human cloaking device because he is so clearly a fly on the wall. He has succeeded in melting into the background. No one's ever looking at him. He, it's the bizarrest feeling. You really do feel like you are peeping through a keyhole or something. He, yes. How does he do that? How do you be in the most <laughs> powerful place with the most powerful people and completely melt into the furniture, which he clearly does? Right, right. Well, and I think some of that is just because he was always there. And, yeah. it, you know, it, it, it's a testament to all the people who were there working also that they just got used to, okay, well, yeah, Pete's going to be here. Oh, okay. So we have some sort of formal event. And one of the things that the White House uh, photo office does, you know, in addition to sort of recording history, Hmm. uh, they also, you know, take sort of 
uh, canned pictures. You know, when when somebody leaves the White House, they come in and they, you know, meet with the president with their family and they get a, a you know, kind of, kind of a formal picture of them taken and then a print is made and they get to keep that, you know. In the, in the days before selfies, job. now you hold the camera yourself. Exactly, exactly. And so um, I think it was just a lot of, you know, um, Pete's just always going to be there. He's always going to be taking pictures and you just have to get used to it. What yeah. I find most interesting is like there is that. Yes. And, and you know, you see different meetings of, you know, several people talking about, uh, you know, passing legislation or dealing with some sort of military aspect. But there are also a whole lot of pictures where it's just Obama in the in the Oval Office. And, you know, he's he's reading or he's on the phone and. Um, well, there's there's also one where he's in his examples. office chair with the head back, and you can just tell the weight of the world is on that man's shoulders. Yes, yes, yes. Which I also find really fascinating about his photos because they aren't all um, – what's a good way to say this? They aren't all like Flattering? congratulatory. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's – like like just taken as a photo by itself if you if you take out the fact that this is a photo of the president of the United States uh a, a lot of those photos are are just very good portraits on their own or very good you know sort of slice of life and you you feel like the weight of what's on his mind or the elation when something else happens yeah. but um it's not all sort of you know rah rah propaganda uh, you know, w one thing that that I found interesting and slightly frustrating is in the Trump administration, uh, the White House photographer, the chief White House photographer, excuse me, is a woman named Sheila Craighead. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about her, um, but there isn't like a, a sense that that there's this one person documenting the Trump presidency. If yeah. you look at, at at the Trump White House, um, what, what, excuse me, it's still the White House uh, Flickr page because they they still do that. Just, yeah. And you know, new 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 photos are put up. They they archive the the Obama one separately, and the, now it's the current one. But the the choice of images, they are much more um, corporate PR. Good way to say this. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Kind of corporate PR. That there's a lot more emphasis on the the spectacle of the moment. That there's a lot more wide shots. There's a lot more congratulatory signings, and there's almost nothing that's sort of a, a, a close up of you know how does this president uh, deal with things day to day? Yeah, and I think yeah. some of that is is the the photographer's choice um but you know i think a lot of it is likely how but donald trump uh, wants to be viewed yeah. you know like like he seems to want to be presented more as the um <sighs> old power he doesn't want to be seen as human he wants to be seen as better than that yes exactly exactly and and the photos reflect that. It's 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 very much like like here's the president doing this official thing. Here's the president, uh, you know, with a helicopter. Here's like the entire Marine One helicopter, and the president is next to it. And the idea is not here is this man coming out of this helicopter. It is look at the power of this situation. And I think that's that's a a, a huge difference. And in my opinion, it's. It comes up kind of lacking because, you know, although I do not like Donald Trump, I don't support what he does or how he's doing his job. I would absolutely be interested in, you know, what is the the mood or the temperament, like what's going on on a day to day basis that isn't what's on the news? You know, like, is he contemplative? Does he uh, interact in a friendly way with staff or with, with kids or, you know, like, like any of that sort of humanizing stuff. Right. Um, and I, particularly because I would not agree with the current incumbent politically, I think I would probably be more likely to think more positively of him if I saw more of his human side. I mean, there must be one. <laughs> you well, I, we can't see it it's never it's it, it's 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 hidden away from us right it's absolutely exactly. positively not on display whereas the, Pete Sousa was clearly 
And it was clearly a collaboration, right? Because Sousa could be the best photographer in the world trying desperately to humanise the president. Not a single one of these photographs would have been published if Obama didn't didn't approve. Right? I mean, right. I'm not saying he right. personally approved, but his people approved. And all of these photos have gone through um, security and all this kind of stuff because a lot of them are pixelated out bits for obvious reasons. So yeah. clearly yeah. he was in tune with the president and they were on the same wavelength. You You can't get photographs of someone being their true self unless you're on the same wavelength like the photographer and the subject have to share a wavelength and they yeah, yeah. so clearly do and like well and, and no go ahead sorry so i'm going to pop into the show notes link to pete where he has galleries of his photographs and there's a gallery dedicated to obama and what strikes me is the contrast so on the one hand, you have mm-hmm. formal balls and heads of state and these, you know, big hoo-ha things. And you have yeah. really serious stuff like the, the head back and the the situation room. And mm-hmm. then right next to it, are these amazing human moments. I think my favorite are the pictures of the kids and the president in the snow. And one of them has a giant big snowball in one of the pictures. The president is on his knees in the snow and is quite clearly about to get platted over the head with a snowball. And it is yes. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, in in talking about, you know, the 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 connection between, uh, you know, the, the photographer and the subject, um, so much of a presidency is access. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the part of the the most important thing is to have access to a president. And, you know, there are levers of power that deal with that. And, you know, how much time you get in front of the president to, you know, argue your case for whatever or lobby for something. And here you have a, a, a situation where, you know, Obama granted him, granted Sousa access all the time, even in, you know, the, like there are some You're in the shops. limo. They're in the limo. So sometimes they're at the private residence. I mean, obviously, you know, he didn't spend all of his time with the family and stuff, but, you know, enough that that it's obvious that he is a trusted uh, person to be in the room, in any room at any time. And, you know, that's. that's Sorry, I'm, I'm really skipping thing. through these as we're talking, which is terribly distracting. But no, the no, ones it's fine. The it's president fine. It's, it's interacts, so easy to do. Where the president interacts with children are amazing there's one where he's planked out on the floor with a kid his arms straight he's lying flat on the floor in the oval office the president of the united states with the Uh baby held straight above his head it is oh yeah such a fun shot he seems to be dancing with another kid oh and And superman oh that's so cute Oh yeah, and you know, and some of that I think is is obviously the man, you know, like like documenting what sort of a person he is. From all accounts, uh, Donald Trump does not really seem to interact much with children, and you know, that's that's his that's own fun. thing. I don't either. But it also <laughs> it also you know shows shows that that sense of remove, and um, you know what's what's interesting too about that is, you know, obviously. Uh, all of, of these kind of photographs, like it's all uh, shaping and perception in some way, like like mm-hmm. like it's all kind of propaganda. And I know that that the Obama administration really used uh, Sousa's photos, you know, specifically because they wanted to, you know, show that here was somebody who, you know, was working hard. Here was somebody who could interact with everyday people. You know, like like that was really as much of the the Obama branding as yes. as anything. Um, whereas Trump seems to be very much like here is a man of power, or here is a man who you know is, is surrounded by the trappings of government. It's, it's kind and, of the inverse, right? Because you have a per, you have a public persona, and you have your private self, and. Obama was very much in favor of showing people that there was more to him than his public persona. He was happy for people to see, I'm a human being, I'm not the Antichrist, I, you know, I, I, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a normal guy who is in this amazing office. And yes. President Trump would be much more of the, the style of, say, someone like Queen Elizabeth, where the mystique of the office is vital to his perception of the office. And so yeah. you you very, very rarely see candid shots of someone like Queen Elizabeth because that would detract from her view of her office. And I think the president takes a similar approach that it it's intentional that he's not humanized. 
Yeah, yeah. And and also I think another thing to to sort of focus this more on Sousa, mm-hmm. you know, let's let's say we have, you know, um Barack Obama. Uh he, he's obviously very comfortable in front of the camera. I imagine, you know, all politicians yes. kind of have to be at some point. Well, they had um, to in the fake but, it anyway, if nothing else. <laughs> but, you know, let's say let's say it's it's one of us in that position. Like like just because he is charismatic, excuse me, just because he's not just because he is charismatic and interesting does not necessarily mean that you're going to end up with really good photos. And, you know, like Pete Souza's his, his work really shows that he has an eye for, uh, an eye for light, an eye for detail. There are a lot of, of shots where, you know, it's, it's just Obama in the white house and the, you know, the sun is coming through that back window um, in the Oval Office in such a way that's just, you know, like illuminates him. Then there's yeah. also there's a really good one of um, Reagan, where it's just Reagan sitting at the desk reading some papers, but the light has just lit up all the papers. And it's it's just this, this serene, uh, calm, personal, intense shot. Yeah. And so, you know, like, like he has the eye for those sorts of things. He also has the eye for a lot of, you know, big dramatic spectacle because well, he, he the can other side see of this. where history is, right? Because I, I sort of want to move us on to the stuff other than Obama in a moment, but I, I do really yeah. want to draw attention to the last three images on PeteSouza.com for the President Obama gallery. So the mm-hmm. first of them, he obviously planted a GoPro or something. It's Arguably, an extremely low quality photograph. It's a stupidly fish-eyed, not particularly yeah. sharp, probably a GoPro or something. But it's in the ceiling of the Oval Office, and then is that magical moment where the president is putting the envelope in the top drawer of the resolute desk with his message to his replacement. Yes, no one knows what's on that message to this day, apart from two men, and we mm-hmm. see him slipping it into that famous drawer. Now, the next shot, they're at big pomp and circumstance. They're on the steps of the Capitol. They're, you know, about to get into Marine One. You know, a Marine, I presume, is saluting. Um, mm-hmm. He's shaking hands with the new president and they're getting on board to leave. And then the very last shot is him looking at the White House through the window of Marine One as they're flying off into the distance. What a way to end <laughs> that gallery. I mean, Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, you know, like like this also tells the the strength of of Sousa's ability to tell the story too because yeah. a, a lot of these, you know, yes, presidents sit in on meetings. Yes, they they sign legislation like like that's sort of like part of the job. But more often than not, like there is a story in every image or sets of images. It's not just, oh, the president is doing something presidential. It's uh, you know, the president is, uh, you know, trying to convince somebody to sign on to some legislation or the president is dealing with um, uh, victims of uh, some of the, the terrible mass shootings that happened during his administration. Okay. You know, like it's I can totally see how someone who who did not have this eye, who did not have this experience might go for the the sort of more formal okay this is what he did today this is you know some important event and we were there for that event and i think Sousa's photos really sort of move you closer like you are you are you know, the, the camera is physically closer to the president and you see okay this is how this is affecting this man and yeah. you know and uh, extrapolate from that which i think is also really incredible when you consider like most of this job is okay imagine that it's your job for the next eight years to take pictures of what happens in your house i mean granted you know my house is not really interesting (laughs) but you know like like how do you get beyond the fact that that you know you're in the oval office six seven days a week the office doesn't change. How do you find new things to shoot? How do you, right. yeah. um, you know, like, like I would imagine after the first few months, like Pete Sousa knew exactly what time of day the light would hit where and yes. would be able to sort of, you know, go for those sorts of shots. Uh, it's That's interesting, know. actually. His stage 
Well, it's a very impressive stage. His stage did not change for eight years. Of course, no, he did also follow the president on what we call away missions. Um, as a oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a yeah, lot of his of shots are there. But I find a lot of the most hard, you know, the, the most candid shots are, are taken in that famous stage, you know, in, in the White House. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. it's the same stage. And what's really interesting, so I, I've made, I've now physically flipped into the President Reagan gallery on PCUSA.com. Uh-huh. And it's the same stage, right? He's He's been on that Absolutely. stage before. Now, the, the carpet has changed. I have to say, I don't think Reagan had the best taste in decor. Uh, <laughs> but anyway. It was very 80s, I think. <laughs> it was a bit. But what's really interesting is the very first shot in the gallery of President Reagan is a fisheye lens high in the ceiling. And we're looking over the president's shoulder as he is doing very ordinary work at the Resolute desk. His chair is at a, yeah. a, a slightly skewed angle. He has papers strewn everywhere. He is a normal man living a normal life in a pretty darn abnormal office with a pretty darn abnormal responsibility. So obviously his eye hasn't changed in the, what do we see, 80 to 90 to 2000 to 20, 25-ish years between those two presidents, 24, I guess, yeah. is their eight-year terms. Yeah. Well, and, and he, he was he uh, was at the Reagan White House for like five and a half years. So, you know, like just – I would bet that Pete Sousa just has such an instinct for that sort of photography. And, you know, it, it, it shows in being able to capture those other moments, those those tiny moments or those tiny details. Um, and I, I also kind of like that he's, he's very – open about things that were um, accidents or pure luck. Um, There's a very famous picture of Obama where um, there's a a young kid. It's it's the fourth one in in Sousa's gallery. Hmm. Um, And the the story behind this was uh, there was a a staffer for a, like some non-political branch of the government. Um, He was retiring. And so he brought his family. Um, They're all African-Americans. And um, he has two young sons. And one of them, they each had a question. And one of them, like his question, he looked up at Obama and said, you know, I just want to know, does your hair feel like mine? Because they have, oh. they both have that, that, that very tight, uh, close tight crop curl, hair, yeah. you know, and, and Obama said, well, why don't you find out? And so he bent over and the kid put his hand on his, on Obama's head. And that's when, when Sousa took the shot. And Sousa writes in, in his book uh, about Obama, uh, Obama portrait um, that, you know, he was really just there to take like the formal shot and was just kind of standing around and barely got this shot. I mean, like this is the only frame. It's not like he, you know, was on a full automatic and just, you know, like saw this happening fired off the shot um he actually criticizes himself for the composition but it's like come on dude <laughs> yeah, was, you could have <laughs> cropped it. a break <laughs> yeah and and you know th- this became an iconic shot for a lot of people and the, part of the story in the book is that um what what uh Sousa's office would do they would make prints of a lot of the photos from him and the other photographers and they would put them up in the white house and rotate them and this one stayed up for three years, and then they took it down. And lots of people were like, "Well, where's the where's the picture of Obama and and the little boy?" Because when you know staff people would bring their families on tour or whatever, they would specifically want to see this photo. Yeah. And so you know, like yes, uh, Pete Souza has an incredible eye and great skill, and was able to see that happening. But you know, it was also enough luck that he managed to get that shot at that time. Yeah, but to be fair to Pete Sousa, luck alone is not enough. Right, right. He had the instinct to be able to go from, oh my God, there's something amazing happening to I got the picture in what must have been a second or two. Yes, totally, totally. So he may be deprecating of himself there. Oh no, I just got (laughs) lucky, but I am so not letting him away with that. That is... You have to, you know, step one, be there. Step two, have all the skills to actually make it count. Yes, yes. That's a that's a T-shirt right there. <laughs> well, there's a, a sort of riffing off the old, I don't know if it, it may not apply as much these days because our cameras are so automatic, but the old line used to be, what's the secret to photography? F8 and be there. Yes, yes. Um, I, still, I, still, I still say that a lot and people look at me like I'm funny. One, what's F8? What are you talking about? But anyway. Right. <laughs> you know, iPhone and be there. But anyway. 
Um, yeah. Uh, back to the President Reagan, because I'm, the contrast between the two is what really fascinates me. Mm-hmm. So the second picture in the gallery for President Reagan is the one you were describing earlier with the light coming in over the shoulder. And it's uh-huh. it must be just a very, very exact moment of the day because there's nothing lit up in that room apart from the piece of paper the president is reading. And because it's white... It's actually backlighting his face, like better than yeah. any any flash ever could. Right, the fill light is perfect. Like you couldn't engineer a better photograph. It you know um, seeing similar photos that people have done uh, to this. Like my first impression would be, um, you know, oh well, they must have put a little speed light right there on the desk, kind of aimed up at him uh, yeah. to, to get that effect, right? Right. But you know, obviously. It's the the light is coming through the window behind him because the edge of his hair and his shoulders is is all lit. Yeah. But yeah, like the 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 reflection from the white uh, just totally makes that shot because the, there is no other light in the room. Yeah, and you, I mean the the intensity of his reading is so obvious because the the, the backlight is is picking him up. You know, it's everything else is technically slightly underexposed because the paper is so bright. And right. it, it just focuses the eye exactly where it should be because it, it's not a close crop of the president's face, right? But you're drawn to it instantly. Um, it's very interesting. And the other thing that strikes me is that we were saying: is social media important? Well, so these photographs are obviously from the '80s, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are just as intimate. Yes, the, the shot where he's sitting in what I presume must be the presidential suite, where he's sitting on the bed, he's in a full tux, having obviously a difficult phone call. But he's obviously you know about to run downstairs for some sort of big party. Yeah, that's a very candid moment. Very candid, you know. It's... And I think that was you know like like that's that's Pete's gift uh, in in being able to see. And you know, uh, I wonder what the effect would have been if we'd been able to see that right away. I don't know, you know, when or how that was published, but most definitely it probably came out either like maybe as a retrospective later or, um, yeah, I mean, you know. it, basically it's got to be in, in whatever book. I mean, for all we know, they weren't even published until very recently. I think he is a shade, a tale of two presidents. It's presumed that's a book that's linked here in, in the top. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's yeah. a book. That, oh, it's quite a fun cover too. Um, <laughs> so obviously and now that he's done President Obama, he, he it's probably the first chance some of these Reagan photos have had to be aired because by what mechanism would they have come into the public domain? Yeah, well, I think um, there's a mention here somewhere that I can't find it just now, but um, he, he did do like a retrospective book of Reagan photos, um, I think sometime in the intervening years before he was with, uh, with Obama. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It, it, I think maybe it was like self-published. It, you know, it, it wasn't like a big, big deal. Yeah. Um, a, another interesting thing about this is that uh, he was the official photographer at Reagan's funeral. So mm. going to the end of, of this this Reagan um, set of photos, there are, you know, just like the same amount of intimacy. There's a picture of um, Nancy Reagan and Mikhail Gorbachev hugging after you know his funeral it's like you know this this other titan of geopolitical uh you know news and events of the time and you know look these are still humans and 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 again we have caught a moment this fly on the wall trick he's obviously been doing it long enough that nancy reagan still trusts him intimately enough that he's in the limo with nancy reagan Yes, yeah, yeah. And and he's he's in the plane with the Reagan family and the casket. Yeah. You know, it's just um that that sense of well and, and I think also there must be like a high level of trust because right. you know, you're I I mean Pete will probably be exposed to moments that are not flattering or embarrassing or what have you. And yet you never get the sense that they are, uh, you know, like guarded or um, hostile to his presence, you know. No, he couldn't, he couldn't get his shots if they were. He, he has to have the trust of, of, of his subject. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the Reagan, I just go back to the humanizing aspect. 
I think the, the the shot on the horse is probably the most flattering Reagan shot. It's probably he, yeah. clearly the man is most at home on the back of a horse. But the right. one next to it, where he's on top of a skyscraper throwing a paper airplane across a city, <laughs> I'm, that is that is that is every bit as flying the wall as anything he did with Obama, and that is just so wonderful. I mean, his fashion sense is terrible. <laughs> Such a fun shot. Yeah. Well, uh, and also, you know, right next like, to it like, is Gorbachev, right? I mean, we right, go from right. throwing paper airplanes to Gorbachev with them, right? With them being very serious about some, you know, nuclear negotiations. Yeah. Oh, Princess Diana with Jesus. That that's what's his face, John Travolta. That's and John Princess Travolta. Diana. Yes, <laughs> dancing with John Travolta. What a shot! Actually, the, yeah. the 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 way Princess Diana's dress is kicking out. What what an amazing capture of the moment. And yeah, in mm-hmm. the background is the president and Nancy Reagan, but they're being upstaged, I imagine, oh, both totally. in real life and in the photograph. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they don't seem to really mind either. Like, they're all they're all. No, Nancy's fun. looking over admiringly, and the president seems to be having a great time. Oh, and it's Prince Charles in the background as well. Yep. Yep. Talking to somebody. Yeah. These are amazing. Um, yeah, and that's, I guess, very different then because he didn't only shoot two presidents, right? So he has another album. Obviously, another one of his muses is Wrigley Field. Now, us silly foreigners, you're going to have to educate me a little bit in the importance of Wrigley Field because I imagine there's nothing to do. Well, I imagine it's sponsored by chewing gum, but I imagine there's more to it than that. Um, well, you know what? I'm not sure. I think maybe the 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 connection might be like like the family that made the 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 chewing gum. Um, oh, because. Because I think it's been Wrigley Field for forever. Um, it's not like like you know here in Seattle we have T-Mobile Field, which used to be right. Safeco Field. Is you know whoever wants to spend a lot of money and put their name mm. on the title. Um, but but Wrigley Field, I think even if it uh, you know has nothing to do with the the Wrigley family or the gum, uh, I, I don't think they would even be able to change it just because it is it's one of those iconic baseball ballparks that's been around forever and people in Chicago who love the Cubs, you know, like if you are a huge Cubs fan, this is your church. This is where, you know, this is where you make your pilgrimage. Uh, And clearly I think he's, he either, uh, you know, has, has like a, uh, a deep appreciation for it um, or maybe grew up there. I'm not really sure. It's clearly amused to him. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't, like, these are not famous people, right? These are ordinary right. people at a ball game. Absolutely. And the same humanizing, he captures such amazing moments. I think one of my favorites has to be the, the girl standing up to get sprayed by water. It's obviously a hot day. And there's like this spiral of water coming out of a uh-huh. fire hydrant. So obviously the guy is squirting water everywhere to cool everyone off. But it's this amazing sp- spiral of water caught in the air. And this girl is just standing up going, oh. Thank you, you know. <laughs> oh, these you can, are wonderful. You can absolutely picture yourself right there. Oh, that'd be me. Oh, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the guys with the homemade masks, it's it's it, they're very human. It's 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 not famous baseball players doing their thing. It's much more human than that. These are right. really lovely. Right. And yeah, then, he just has a great a great eye for this sort of thing. And you know that it's got to be something that even though, you know, you can watch YouTube videos, you can uh, read books and stuff, uh, you know, that developing this is just the fact that he has shot, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of photos, uh, you know, and, and just like sees when these moments happen or, you know, can predict when they happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he has an eye, a wonderful, wonderful eye, and the result is some amazing photography. So we've mentioned a few times he's written a few books. Have you read some of his books? Yeah, so I've uh, I've read his his Obama. Uh, I want to say it's called Obama: An Intimate Portrait. That, according to the website, it is yes. Yes, yes, um, and and that's really you know when when you asked me who uh, I wanted to. to consider talking about that's the first place i went to just because um you know it's it's a beautifully produced book all these pictures are 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 you know 
large and uh, yeah. the paper quality is great. All, all, all those technical things. But it has commentary about, you know, what was going on. And, you know, like it's not a, a, a real detailed history, but you see why he chose these and what import these photos had for the time that they were shot. Um, and there's some, you know, just kind of, I mean, I mean, for me, super interesting behind the scenes stuff of, yeah. you know, okay, you know, how does a white house photo office operate? Because, um, you know, the, the, there are things that are different from a lot of photo situations. For example, uh, he could not delete anything. Because right. every 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 shot he took is a part of the national record, yes. and every shot he took is also owned by the people in the government of the United States. Yes, yeah, so, public property. Yeah, exactly. So you know, it wasn't like he could go and you know shoot for a day and then go through and you know delete all the ones that were not any good <laughs> and then do a whole lot of post processing and all that. Um, you know, like like he has to try to get it right in camera as much as possible because this is, this is documentary photography. Um, and you know, how do you, how do you approach that when you know that you can't just say, Oh, well, this is the best of my work. I mean, obviously Mm -hmm. the things that he thinks are better. Those are the ones that get floated up to the top of those are the things that get released to, you know, the media, like, like there's that side of it, but you know, I mean, I shoot a whole lot of photos that will never see the light of day because they're technically wrong. I am or relieved. I think they're cool. And, you know, later you look at it, you're like, wow, that is nothing like what I had in my head. Yeah. Or the I'll, lead I'll button, shoot something. The lead button is my friend. Oh, so my friend. I, I, oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Absolutely. Or or I'll, I'll shoot something and I'm like, okay, I know this is underexposed because I don't want to blow out these highlights, but I also know that I can recover those highlights in Lightroom mm. or Luminar or something. Yeah. And, you know, so so there, there's that aspect I find of my own shooting. Like I know how I can fix something so I can work around it if I need to. Yeah. And, you know, in, in this case, it's like, no, you're, you're getting up. And you don't know what the day is going to bring other than maybe some things that are on the calendar. But as we know, with, uh, you know, international events, a schedule could go completely out of the window because of some, you know, something that happens like we across the world. Or... In the face. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so, like, there's th- there's that aspect. And just, um, I mean, personally, I, I find it fascinating you know, how do you store all of that? Because a, another interesting bit about this is I think, uh, I think Sousa's photos were the, the first presidential photos shot digitally. Everything else had been done, oh. done on film. And so, you know, suddenly they had to deal with, okay, what do we do with all these? Where do we right. store them? How do you back them up? You know, um, I mean, that's, that's sort of more like nerdy stuff, but it's not just, oh, do I have enough hard drives for my photo collection? It's, oh, how do we take these and make sure that they are archived for, you know, 200 years from now? Yeah. And, yeah, and as head know, of the just, office, it's, he's not just, like you were saying earlier, he's he's responsible for far, far more than pushing the button. Yeah, yeah. And and so that, that's also why I'm I'm sort of interested in, you know, how the the Trump administration has been handling this because, you know, I, I mean, politics completely aside, just the mechanics of doing this job I find really fascinating. I don't know if I could do it. I think it would be, you know, like a fascinating thing to to be able to go do it for a day or a week. But yeah. I'll, um, I'll trade you for a week. Yeah, that, I don't want the yeah. job forever. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, You know, and, you know, just like the long hours and the travel and um, uh, there was another photographer that I found online who was also um, one of the Obama uh, uh, photographers. I think he was like like the the assistant um, deputy of or assistant director of the White House photo office. Um, And, you know, one of the things that he was being interviewed and one of the things he was saying was, you know, yeah. Uh, you don't get to see your family a whole lot and you have to, you know, be prepared to do 
unexpected things. And like at one point he had to get up at six o'clock in the morning, go jump on Air Force One, fly to South Africa for Nelson Mandela's funeral, shoot that, and then come back. Like, like he was, he left his house and he returned to his house in 48 hours to South Africa. I mean, like, that's just insane, but that's part of the job. Yeah. 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 Quite the difference. All right. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, just for people listening, so if you go to pizzuza.com and you go to the book on Obama, they actually have sample pages from the book, um, three of them, so you can see what it's like. And what, what I love, actually, so... It looks, even on a webpage preview, like these are amazing. This is an amazing looking hardback book. But you get mm-hmm. to see a sample of the writing you're describing, of the descriptions. And he writes very human. Like, you know, part of my job yeah. as a White House photographer was. And like it, 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 that's a very interesting to have that firsthand narration. And it's opposite the picture. So it's, it yes. puts it into context. This This looks like a wonderful coffee table book. It is. It's great. Okay, well, you've certainly wet my appetite. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I sort of told, tell the guests, you know, evangelize a photographer. Well, mission accomplished. I am a Pizza fan for life now. Oh, yeah. good. This good, is good, amazing good. work. Um, so it's actually going to be very little in the show notes because Pizzuza.com has all of these amazing photographs and details of all of his books. So I think that's the link we're going to leave people with, but they will be in the show notes. Um, that sounds great. I- Jeff, I, I would also uh, point people to uh, uh, Flickr. So if, if you do a, a search for the White House on Flickr, um, the the White House account comes up, but you also have um, there's I, th- I think it's just called the Obama White House, um, you know, and then they'll, they'll archive them going forward. Uh, but those are also good because that's a good way to see not just the things that have been. Uh, you know, picked and and risen to the surface, but you see a, a lot of very different events and scenes and and situations. Yeah, I have that one for the show notes. It's, it's the username is Obama White House, so that will be in the show notes too. Excellent. Actually, the the third photograph in that series is Obama pointing through a camera, looking a little bit like someone who doesn't know what they're doing. Actually, it's quite fun. <laughs> it's a fun shot. Uh, a little yeah. bit meta in a good way. Um, totally. Actually, this is actually this is wonderful. Um, there's way more here than there is on pizzuza.com. Of course there oh, yeah. is, because he was with them for yeah. eight years. Um, oh, these are these are glorious, actually. Oh, uh, you've just lost more of my time. Oh, well. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you're, you, you've just fallen into a very deep hole, and uh, uh, yeah. maybe we'll yeah. we'll have someone call on you in 12 hours to make sure that you... Make sure I got to sleep, something. gotten up again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, this is amazing, Jeff. Ah. Okay, I found one that's definitely lucky. He's waving out of an airplane with a rainbow shooting out of his hand. Uh, not entirely lucky. That was okay. uh, like like he he he, he saw ran that or... rainbow developing there, and he he like basically you know hoofed it to get into that spot because he knew that Obama would be going up there and, and waving that Obama would turn and wave, and wow. so that was that that was completely based on you know like like obama usually turns in waves and he usually do, does it in this manner and you know if i have my I'm angles here. right this is where it will be yeah so wow. yes um lucky but also not lucky yeah that's great okay so i, I take it back my previous point of its skill uh, it comes right back <laughs> in that is that is superb actually there you go thinking ahead right and yeah this is a very strange link, but I'm going to go there anyway. So one of the things that I have often gotten comments on over the years is my shots of butterflies. And people are like, mm. how do you get them to sit like that? How do you get them to stay in front of your lens? Like, ah, it's the exact opposite. I have read up on the species. I know how they behave. And I know that they go to these particular flowers. So it's not that they come to me. It's that I go to them yeah. And there's a particular insect that I have lovely photographs of. It's really hard to photograph. It's a dragonfly. It's called a chaser. And mm. I read in a book that they find a perch they like and then they patrol. So if you notice where the perch is, you sneak up on it and wait. They will ah. be back. And if you miss them that time, give it another two or three minutes and they'll be back again. And again. And again. 
So for ages, I had never managed to get a photograph until I read that one paragraph in a biology book. It was like, aha. So the next uh-huh. day I went out, I found the perch and I very slowly over a couple of minutes moved up towards it. And lo and behold, just like the textbook, as if you'd read the textbook, every couple <laughs> of minutes, he sat on the identical twig and slowly but surely he got accustomed to me being there. And I got mm-hmm. amazing close ups of this guy. Uh, after years of chase of me running after him and it turns out the answer is that you need to be know your subject and be prepared so he'd spent so much time with Obama he knew exactly what he'd do he saw the mm-hmm. opportunity put himself in the right place and like a four-spotted chaser Obama did exactly what you know he you expected him to do that's pretty yeah 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 what's the phrase luck favors the prepared I think it is yes um, yeah that's 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 the way to do it. And, you know, and, uh, you know, there are also like a lot of really great candid shots. There's there's a famous photo, um, one of his staffers, um, you know, because uh, presidents, they end up having to go through all of the 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 kitchens and and, you know, uh, industrial areas of of places, because that's where the Secret Service brings them because they can. Yeah, they don't go the in the access. front door because that's too. Obvious. They never go in the front door. And so um, the, there's a shot. I think it's in some locker room or something while they were waiting for, um, I don't know, some event. And one of his his staff members stands up on a scale, one of those those older scales that has like the manual weights that you have to. Yeah, to, you literally to tip it over. Yeah. And and Obama saw him doing this and the guy does not know this. And Obama has his foot on the back of the scale to make it a lot heavier. And the guy has this like sort of quizzical look like 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 there's no way I could weigh that much. And, you know, Obama's smiling and everybody else is laughing and this guy has no idea. Um, I suck you know, putting your thumb like, on the scales. Like, That's wonderful. Literally. Yeah. And so this is. One of those times when, you know, yes, he was there and he was uh, smart enough to see the moment and fire off some shots. Yeah, the, actually, the front, if you if you want to go slightly down the rabbit hole, but not too far, the front page of Obama White House has the most popular photos. So they're the ones with the most favorites from people. And actually, this is a wonderful yeah. collection because I think what it, I'd forgotten about it, but it was one of my favorite shots from the first time I saw it is where the president is running down a big corridor in the White House with his dog, whose lead yes. is trailing behind. So clearly there's a story here, but it's a wonderfully human moment to see, you know, a man mm-hmm. running with his dog with the lead jangling behind. Yes. And right next to it, he's sitting on a bus and I can only imagine he's in Rosa Parks' seat. That's exactly it. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, that's, that's wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, Jeff, thank you ever so much. The, we, yeah, see, folks, right? I'm, the, I, I was wrapping this show up 10 minutes ago and down the rabbit hole I went. The same is going to happen to you. Right? You go to the show yes. notes. This is what's going to happen, but I still think you should. Um, Jeff, thank you very much um, for agreeing to do this. Um, it's been a real pleasure. And like I say, you've completely converted me. I'm a lifelong fan now. Um, I think. Absolutely, and and uh, uh, Pete Seuss's Instagram account is also good. Um, partially, if you are, uh, you know, someone who who has his same political bent, mm-hmm. um, but also just you know, to, just to sort of see a regular uh, regular collection of just just really good photography. I mean, you could break down all of these photos, uh, you know take out who he's taking pictures of and you know technically they're just they're just excellent and so um it's yeah. another opportunity to just fall into a rabbit hole of of photography it's great yeah so if people enjoyed this conversation and i hope they did um where can they hear more of your fine musings on all things photographic Ah, a couple different places. So I have a podcast that I run with Kirk McAlern called Photoactive, and that's at photoactive.co. And you can and I'm going to give always... you a little plug here. I never okay. miss an episode. I thoroughly oh, enjoy your you, show. You. And after the first time you came on, I added all of your back episodes to my queue. And it I, I will admit it took me a while. But I did. Every time there was a gap in my listening, every time I ran out, I would pop another one from your back catalogue and I've now listened to them all. And I thoroughly enjoy what the two of you do. And you have a wonderful manner between you. Um, it's You have a very enjoyable... I won't, I, I, patter sounds demeaning. I don't mean it that way. You work well together as a team. It's a very fun show. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I think we're very much a, a good team because we're very different photographers. Yes. Uh, Kurt comes from a more historical, like he knows much more about like the history of photography. And, uh, you know, like he would be amazing to talk to uh, about this subject on, on photography. Well, I'm so going to nub him <laughs> with your totally, help, I'm sure. Totally. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, whereas, you know, I'm, I'm like slightly more technical and, and, and just sort of do more types of photography than he does. And so it's, it's been a great opportunity to just talk about, you know, everything from, uh, you know, um, the most recent episode that we came out with, we, we were talking to somebody about machine learning and how that's yeah. uh, affecting yeah. photography. So, um, so yeah, so Photoactive is the podcast that comes out every two weeks. And then of course you can go to jeffcarlson.com and that's where I have all of my, my writing and links to articles and, uh, books and things like that. Excellent. Well, Jeff, thank you again. And, um, well, I guess I usually say at the end of podcasts, happy snapping. So let's hope all the listeners do that. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on. My pleasure. Well, that brings another show to an end. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening to that conversation as much as I enjoyed having it and recording it. Jeff has been kind enough to be on a few times in the past, and I'm hoping I can invent a few more excuses to get him on again in the future because I genuinely enjoy our conversations. It, you know, insightful, fun, just really easy to talk to. So anyway, really enjoyed it. I hope you did too. Uh, another thing I guess to say is that I'm hoping this series is going to continue on for a long time. Not every show, you know, it'll just be intermittent every now and then. I'll record one and stick it into the feed. But I'm hoping, like I say, to continue for quite some time. And I would be delighted if anyone listening was passionate enough about a photographer and felt comfortable enough to come on mic. Um, I would love to record an episode with really anyone who is keen to evangelize a photographer. Um, you know, at this stage, you've heard two of the shows, this one and the one recorded with Antonio. And if it's, you think you can have as passionate a conversation about a photographer, get in touch. You'll find the details at letstalk.ie. In fact, I mean, speaking of letstalk.ie, just a reminder that the links to uh, Pete Sousa's work and his books, well, it's to his website, really, where you can buy his books. And to the Flickr page and wherever else you mentioned in the show will be at letstalk.ie. Dot IE, along with those giant big blue buttons under the heading support the show. As always, I think it's very important to thank those who do support the show. Um, and whether, you know, really, if you support the show in any way at all, I am deeply grateful. And support comes in many forms. You know, some of it is really straightforward. Just tell a friend that is supporting the show. Tweet about it. Mention it on other social media you happen to be on. That is all helping the show. Review the show in your podcaster of choice extremely helpful. And then there are those of you who are kind enough to help in more practical ways, shall we say. Yes, I do mean money. Um, At the end of the day, there are bills to be paid and I need this podcast to break even because I'm not in a position where I can afford to do something like this if it costs me money. Happy to do it if it breaks even because I genuinely enjoy doing it, but it can't be a cost for me at the moment. That's just, just where things are. Um. And the great news is that with the support I get from you guys, that is that is how the show is going. This this show is is on an even keel, and it is entirely because of the support of listeners like you. There are no advertisers because I hate the idea of being beholden to someone. You know, anyone for whom you, the listener, are a relevant audience and therefore would be interested in buying advertisement is inevitably someone who's selling something to do with something I'm talking about, which means that there's an inherent conflict of interest. And I just I want you to be confident that what I say is my thoughts. Um, That goes somewhat for this show, but I guess it goes double for the Apple show. But either way, I really, really, really appreciate the fact that the, these shows are entirely listener-supported, and it's all because of you guys supporting the show with those big blue buttons. So the Patreon supporters, you guys pledge a certain amount per episode will be exactly two episodes per month so if you'd like to pledge me two dollars pledge one dollar and then there'll be you know happen twice a month once for apple once for photography so therefore two dollars at the end of the month the paypal button is superb for doing one-off purchases like pieces of software or hardware that need replacing which does happen 
Um, and thank you very much everyone who has pushed that button over the years. And then there are also affiliate links for those of you who need to register domain names or buy Linux virtual hosting. You will find affiliate links for Hover.com, the domain registrar, and DigitalOcean, the hosting provider who happened to host this very podcast you're listening to now, actually. Um, that is it. I'm your host, Bart Bouchot. You can find me at bartb.ie. And until next time, happy snapping. You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Five, four, three, two, one. And we are go. Go? Wait, go where? The commercial, Guy. We're recording a commercial for the MyMac.com podcast. Ah, so we're recording the podcast now. Well, no, not now. At the moment, we're recording this commercial. So when do we go? Go where? I don't know. You started this whole go thing. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. We have no idea what we'll say next.